I'm only one man operation in the office, so and I'm also on jobs three or four days a week, and I have three kids at home. So between you know the balancing every aspect of life and work and and everything, it's just minutes around the clock. a regular gym routine. When was the last time you checked on your financial fitness? If you're feeling like you're falling behind, Ed Sedell is here to help with The Retirement Trainer, a podcast about helping you get into better financial shape. Every week, Ed talks about things you need to know to become more financially fit for your future. Learn about things like how much money will you need, financial mistakes other people often make, and how you can avoid them. Plus, details on the Retirement Fitness Plan, a plan Ed personally created to help you get to and through retirement by focusing on five key areas of your financial life. Learn more about the Retirement Fitness Plan when you visit egsifinancial.com and click on Processes. Then subscribe, follow, and listen to The Retirement Trainer on Apple Podcasts, your iHeart app, or whichever podcast platform you prefer. It's The Retirement Trainer with Ed Sedell, a podcast about finding ways to help you become financially fit for your future, no matter what financial shape you're in now. 2020 has been a challenging year for a lot of people, and in particular, small businesses. EGSI believes in giving back to the community that has supported us for nearly 20 years. And as part of that, we have been involved in a campaign called Giving Back to Small Business. We will be highlighting two small businesses every month on our podcast, Ed Sedell, The Retirement Trainer, which is on iHeart, Spotify, Apple Play, and everywhere you listen to podcasts to learn how these small businesses kept going and succeeding during COVID. Our goal is to promote and learn the lessons of these small businesses so other small businesses can draw upon their experiences and lessons and to enhance their own situation. Today, we have Jordan Scholl joining us on the podcast. He's the owner and founder of Scholl's Landscaping and Design located right here in Columbus, Ohio. This is Leanne Sedell and here to help us with all our questions and to give us some guidance to help us stay in the best financial shape possible, the retirement trainer, Ed Sedell. Hi, Ed. Hi, Jordan. Hey, Leanne. Hey, Jordan. How you doing? Hey, good. How are you guys? I'm doing good. Hey, thanks for doing this because I know, uh, you, you know, it's the middle of the afternoon during the summertime, and, and you're you're a little crazy, aren't you? And then it's not raining for once. So yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? Very surprising to be on the phone. <laughs> I said that right before we got started. I was like, uh, this couldn't be pouring like right now. Why? Why couldn't it be pouring right now? I mean, like this morning, it, it was. I thought it was a monsoon coming through. You know? <laughs> yeah, it was rough. Been, been these frequent downpours have uh, not been conducive to our type of work. Well, well, you know why the weather's been so bad. It's because uh, it's right around the Memorial Tournament, and you know, yep. weather's just yep. always freaky. You know, between we, that and the cicadas, <laughs> right? Well, and that—that's also why your life is going to be a little challenging this this summer. Is uh, those cicadas are definitely not nice to young trees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get that right. Well, hey, you know, I. I appreciate you joining us. I know more than than you can imagine because I know this is your busy season. Yep. You know, and this time last year was uh, it was it was a weird year. It was a little bit different, and you know, this year presents different challenges. Uh, you know, you you always have have uh, troubles with with labor. Uh, you know, with what you do based on 
previous conversations, but, um, you know, tell us what last year was like for you, how you got through it and, and kind of, you know, uh, the, the difference between last year and this year, because it's, it is, it's the same thing, but completely different, isn't it? Yeah, they were, uh, your last year was definitely a first for us. We've always had, you know, labor issues. Uh, and I don't really understand it because, you know, everyone's summer job used to be working for a landscape company. And now it just seems like, you know, the, the pool of employees out there is just pretty much non-existent. You know, last year, March came around and we were just kind of gearing up for what we thought was going to be a really busy season. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's like light switch and everything kind of shut down. We still had you know, a handful of employees wanting to work, a handful of customers wanting us to do their work. Um, but kind of making that transition and scaling back, uh, you know, March in particular, we usually have nine to 10 guys working and it was me plus three. And, uh, you know, that for a month was kind of, uh, an eye opening experience for us at, at a point that's usually one of our busiest months. Again, kind of making that transition from winter time into, uh, early spring and, uh, kind of gearing up for the year. Luckily, I mean, as things kind of, you know, I wouldn't really say got back on track because I don't think we're really even starting to touch on that until just now. But you know, once March ended and uh, April kind of rolled around, I think the guys got kind of anxious to be back outside. Luckily for us, we lost one guy, but uh, everybody else amazingly came back and has pretty much been with us since. Wow. I think our biggest issue that we faced out of all of it wasn't necessarily that the labor got worse because that was kind of something that we were already i guess used to for the last few years the biggest thing we saw was just trying to get material get you know in and out of vendors took forever trucking has taken forever prices have obviously skyrocketed on just about any building product there is and kind of trying to adjust jobs that we already had sold you know we don't really have a good method being a smaller company of going back and saying hey you know this product is now 30 percent more expensive than it was a month ago wow um trying to bottom line yeah kind of trying to figure out how to nip that in the bud more or less and uh stay on top of that and make sure that we weren't losing money on every job because of the jobs taking a little longer and material being more expensive yeah, you know, I mean that that really is a, a huge challenge. Yeah, you know, because you, you, I mean, not only do you do the landscape, but you also do hardscapes too, right? I mean, it's we do. yeah, yeah, the hardscapes, wood construction. I mean, wood construction was one of the things that we saw dry up almost immediately. We we don't do a ton of wood construction, but just a handful of fence jobs, and the prices seemed like they doubled overnight, and the inventory was just gone. So we, you know, the very little that we do, I, I can't imagine being fence company with that being your core business I, I just don't know where they were getting their material because we were searching high and low and every vendor we would call they'd say we don't have it and i said well when are you going to get it well we think we're going to get it in three weeks and we don't know what the price is going to be so it kind of makes it hard to, <laughs> to sell a job or plan a job or or anything when you don't know when the material is coming if it's a guaranteed date and what it's going to cost you know, looking at what people know right now, I think it's just now hitting that people are being made aware of the lumber costs on. And I'm telling you, months ago, if you didn't really pay attention to, you weren't seeing that. 
unless you were on the end that you guys, you know, they, they, they weren't understanding that expense. So I imagine a lot of those clients that you're selling were like, what are you talking about? Well, yeah. And I, I was reading an article that it was saying that in, in the consumer, the, you know, on the retail side, they haven't really felt it yet, but they said by the end of the year, they're going to see anywhere from a six to an 800% increase in wood and lumber. You know, that's just astronomical. Yeah. Yeah. We were, I mean, we had, again, we don't do a ton of it, but we were buying eight-foot tickets because it was all we could find. We were paying well over three times the cost that it had been a couple months prior, and then cutting that material down to make the six-foot tickets that we truly needed. So not only do we have a, a higher upfront cost in the material, but then we're spending hours of extra labor making that material work in the fashion that we need it to work. Wow. And, uh, you know, that. That all adds up to lost money. Well, Jordan, do, let, let's uh, let's do everyone a favor and and just tell everyone kind of what you do. Um, you know, the landscape and, and design, um, and so that way they can kind of understand more of, you know, why the materials and supplies are are, are so hard to get because you really it's uh, and and also how you started, how you got into the business. So we kind of, uh, I mean, we started in two thousand eight officially. Um, before that, it was kind of a weekend gig through high school and or, you know, whenever we had some extra time in the summers. Uh, my family, when I was a kid, always had kind of a, a couple companies going. They had a really successful pressure washing company. And then um, they had a lawn care business that was kind of dwindling down as I was getting older. And they had some equipment that was becoming available because no one was really using it anymore. Uh, so... Throughout high school, I just mow lawns on occasion, again, on weekends and evenings and free days. And then um, 2008, when I graduated, my brother and I kind of just said, what the heck, let's try it and see uh, see if we make some money with it. And every year since then, up until last year, we, uh, you know, profits grew and uh, clientele grew and equipment grew. And obviously along with that headaches grew and breakdowns grew and everything else, but, uh, and your family grew and (laughs) family grew. Yeah. Everything grew. And, you know, we, we've, uh, kind of stuck with it and decided that we think we want to keep it going for a little while. We try to cover really every aspect of landscaping, at least everything that we, we know we can produce good quality with any sort of maintenance about the only thing we don't do is mowing, fertilization, and irrigation, but any other uh, landscape maintenance services, installation services, plants, hardscapes, demo, spring cleanup, fall cleanup, just about everything else we we'll to uh, try to cover for our customers. You know, again, we didn't really know where it was going to go when it started, but it's been profitable for us. And we don't have the, the biggest company out there, but we try to treat everybody fairly and take good care of our employees and run you know the best equipment we can to kind of make everybody's lives easier well you, you know so let, let's talk about the um the, the the people that are there because i mean obviously your brother's still there. i mean you still have that core group um and i mean that goes to culture and in kind of how you and your brother i mean you really take care of everyone we try to we uh my brother Kristen's worked with me since pretty much day one I mean, back then we didn't even really have a, a payroll system figured out because we were so small but uh he's been with me since pretty much when we started in 08 and then um john other one of our head guys has been with us since he started in 2009 or early 2010 and then my cousin 
Vaughn, he's been working with us off and on since he was like 14, and he's a foreman now. So pretty much try to stick with three steady crews whenever possible. And then we got a handful of seasonal guys that have come back for three, four, five years in a row now, and they always seem to have a great time when they're out. We just wish we had them year-round rather than just for three months in the summer. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And and you guys do both residential and commercial, or is it mainly on the commercial side? Uh, mainly on the residential, actually. We oh, is it really? Okay. Our, we've got one residential, I'm sorry, one commercial customer with a small rental office in Westerville that we've had for, gosh, I don't even know, probably nine or ten years now. And uh, we we just never saw a big, a big niche for us in commercial because there's a lot of competition. You really got to have you know, your labor side of things figured out or a property can get a, get away from you rather quickly. And we just also didn't want to be a maintenance company. We started out predominantly maintenance, but we really rather kind of continue to transition into just uh, doing installation services. It's more, wouldn't say an art, but it's just more of what we enjoy. And it seems to be what we're, um, you know, again, we still do plenty of maintenance because it's, it's good pretty much year-round work as far as uh, the, the spring cleanups and summer cleanups and fall cleanups go. Uh, but we really prefer the installation side of things. And there is a lot of that in commercial side, but that, again, for us, it just made more sense to stick predominantly with residential. Well, and, and you know, I mean, there's a lot of competition out there as well on, on the residential side. So, I mean, what, what really separates you from, from the competition? I mean, is it have you had the same client base? I mean, and, and how do you market? We really honestly don't market. I mean, that's been the biggest thing that, you know, I think that our uh, reputation speaks for itself as far as word of mouth. That's right. Um, we, we went through kind of a rebranding. I would not really call it a rebranding, I guess. It's kind of an initial branding back in 2013, maybe 13, 14, somewhere in that range. Mm-hmm. Um, we were doing a, a job for a customer uh, who lives down in Clintonville uh, by the name of Jeremy Swagel. He's got a graphics design company. We were working for him and he said, you know, hey, I I saw your trucks and uh, I think that we could really revamp your branding. And in conjunction with that, um, you know, get you guys some uniforms figured out, get the truck decals figured out and get a really good website set up. The website was something that we were kind of considering right around that point anyways, because social media wasn't really what it is now. There wasn't, you know, Facebook Mm -hmm. was out. Instagram, I'm sure it was out, but it wasn't nearly to the popularity that it is now. So he and I, you know, we found money for us to bite off at that point in our company, but couldn't be happier with how it turned out. You know, we really think that what they did was uh, a huge, huge benefit to us. Everybody loves the site. Everyone, you know, we get tons of compliments on our website, which is just pictures and reviews. There's nothing really amazing on there, in my opinion, but it's really done well for us. So the website, the trucks, and our uniforms are really our only uh, marketing. We've never done any sort of paid advertising. It's all been word of mouth and just seeing us out on jobs and customers stopping and saying, hey, can I get a business card? Wow. Well, that speaks volumes of, of the quality work that you guys do. Yeah, we try. And Jordan, I truly believe that people like in this community and uh, they believe in in supporting small businesses yeah, like yours. Absolutely. And I, I mean, yeah. we are not uh, an anomaly as far as um, you know. I 
I, my brothers had a, a landscaping business for 30 plus years and, and it, it was a struggle. Uh, it's a struggle every single year to come back and, and reinvent or, or keep your client base and everything else. And we watched that as it went Get, through the keep really, her really, labor and, really difficult yeah. time, you know, back, uh, when the market was crazy. So I do think what makes it different is that you have that relationship with, with your clients and they spread that word very quickly when they know that they're going to get genuine integrity and, and we don't always do things perfect in the small business realm, but I think, (laughs) I think, uh, that's kind of where, uh, where we, we differentiate ourselves is how we handle it when things don't go well. And we try to cover all the bases for customers as much as possible. Even, you know, if they ask us to do something that kind of back to the fencing thing, we don't market for fencing. We don't market at all, but we don't, we don't go out actively seeking for fence jobs, but if we're working on a project and they say, well, I need this, this, and this, and this small fence repair or this section of fence, you know, rebuild or whatever it may be, we try to cover as much for them kind of as a one-stop shop as mm-hmm. possible if it's something we're confident with and know that we can mm-hmm. give them quality. And if we can't, we simply tell them it's not for us, but we might have a referral for you. That's smart. Very, very smart. You, you know, because, yeah, you, you, you don't want to go over your head. And, and I think that speaks volumes again as to why you uh, why it's such a referral business for you. And so last year, you know, with COVID, I mean, it, it was it was a struggle. I, I, I know it was for everyone and it was for you. So, you know, what were some of the struggles that you went through last year um, and, and kind of what you learned from it and, and how you overcame it? I think, again, the biggest thing was, um, you know, the, the time that we spent at vendors, because a lot of vendors, they had reduced staff. They had reduced products coming off, you know, like our, our paper manufacturer, for example. They, it was hard to get stuff fast enough. And then even when we would go to pick up products, there would be one person a lot in the office at a time. And then instead of three forklift operators, they might only have one forklift operator. Um, or trying to get stuff delivered, instead of it being a two-day wait, it might have been a five-day wait. So I think that that delay and just kind of um, supply chain being disrupted mm-hmm. in, in a lot of different products, again, we kind of saw it the most in lumber, um, but I think we felt it in, in everything else that we use as far as hardscape material, uh, plant material, pretty much everything seemed like there was a little bit of a disruption. And then once it did pick up, the prices were automatically increased as well. There's different, I think, um, different percentages that each thing went up, but we've definitely noticed a a significant increase in most of the products we use. And we're still getting, even last week, we got emails from two different vendors. One of them's got a 3% increase starting at the end of the month. And the other one has a 5% increase pretty much effective immediately. Mm. So, Again, on those jobs that we already have sold, it's hard to uh, go back and try to change those and or factor that into anything else that we might have coming up soon as far as trying to bump our prices up without getting too much too much of a, you know, a fight and, from, yeah. from customers. And I imagine <laughs> communication with your clients is probably something that you spend um, 90% of your day doing now, whereas... <laughs> Because you, you, I do think people are, understand what's going on right now. But if you aren't in regular communication, that is where things get totally, totally, they go south very fast. So Yeah, and I think communication is a huge key in general. And we're not perfect with it. I mean, I think 
honestly my biggest competition. I lose more jobs from not communicating fast enough than I do from another company coming along and taking it from us. I'm only one man operation in the office. So, and I'm also on jobs three to four days a week and have three kids at home. So between, you know, the balancing every aspect of life and work and, and everything, it's just, I mean, it's around the clock. We, I'm the only one that does the sales. I do the estimates. I do the invoices. And again, being out on the job and ordering material and calling in utility marketing, there's just, a lot of hats that have to get worn. And uh, as much as we try to stay on top of it with communication, there are unfortunately times that things are a little bit behind in, in uh, communicating. Well, all right. So that's a great point. I mean, I mean, you are the stereotypical small business owner in America. I mean, you really are. I, just, just in that description right there. So how do you... Um, yeah, the work-life balance. I mean, with kids, your wife. I mean, how do, how do you... How do you manage that work work ba- life balance? You're basically locked up for at least four months <laughs> of every year. Well, we and, always, and every we snowstorm. Gonna, yeah, we always think we're going to get a nice, you know, vacation in the wintertime and get this fixed and get that fixed and get this on track for next year. And it sometimes happens, sometimes doesn't. And we get a winter like we had last year or, you know, this past winter. Um, February was, was great. We were extremely busy, which is good because we make good money with snow but it seems like a lot of those headaches from fall automatically roll back into the spring unfortunately i think our biggest thing that we try to do is to balance family and work life is we've never worked on the weekends that's kind of been a a philosophy of ours from day one which is again unheard of in the landscape industry and it's really one of the things we try to pitch to prospective employees like you know a lot of companies you're getting 50, 60, 70 hours a week, which is great if that's what you want. But if you want that 45 to 50 hour a week and have the weekends off, that's what we have to offer. And that's, again, pretty much unheard of in any other landscape company that I've seen. It's been really important for us. You know, I, I like the idea of it. You know, obviously I love family time and having a little bit of a break between uh, the regular Monday to Friday gig. Um, and it's also important to our employees. Most of them have kids and even if they don't have kids, they still like to fish and golf and Mm -hmm. just have a break in between, uh, in between the day to day. Oh yeah. Um, the candle gets burnt burnt at both ends on you guys. So yeah, I, I see that as a humongous benefit. I really do. Not to mention all the other benefits. I mean, the 401k, I mean, you're, I mean, you really are trying to take care of, um, you know, your team. I mean, you, you we really are. are. Yep. That's what we've got you guys for. I mean, that's been, um, that's been big for the guys. You know, it's one of those things that I had always mentioned to them, you know, there really makes no sense to not be on it because you don't really notice it missing from your paycheck and then you're getting the match to go along with it. And it's just a no brainer. If you can stand to you know miss out on that 60, 70, 80 bucks a week, whatever it may break down to be, you're really going to appreciate it in the long run. You are, especially when you're getting the match. I mean, that's a raise. Yeah. It's that hidden raise that most people don't think about until yep. it comes to retirement. And you're like, oh, my gosh, yep. I'm so glad I did that. <laughs> or or the other side of the coin, oh, man, I wish I had. Why didn't I do that? Right. Yeah. You yep. know? Um, yep. And, and you, you guys basically, I mean, you, you've had that uh, early, early on. And, you know, those accounts have grown. And, um, you know, I know those guys really do appreciate it. I think we've had that going for 
five, six years now. So, yeah, definitely it adds up over time. I mean, and we don't, you know, it's kind of the same for us as far as the, the employee getting the benefit of, of not feeling it missing from their check. To me, I don't look at every payroll run and be like, oh, that was $400 that we could have saved. We just, you know, to us, we feel like they deserve it. And we don't really recognize it as a separate expense that is is really something that we're feeling any uh, discomfort from. It's just, it's just another part of payroll. It is what it is. Same as paying taxes. It goes and it's theirs. Well, well it's focus, an investment. Yeah, and yeah, let me focus a little bit. Team. Since we're talking about benefits and we're talking about, we talked about at the very beginning of the podcast was uh, employees and getting employees and hiring and what are you what are you doing to try and and I know the pot as we just talked about the employee pool is very very slim, um, but what so that we can kind of get the word out there a little bit on what positions you have available and. You know, because you don't market, but part of this deal is we're marketing for you, right? We're going to do a social media campaign for you. So, so tell us, I mean, what, you know, what are some of the struggles? What are you looking for? What are you offering? We've been trying to fill a position for a hardscape foreman for probably three years now. We had, we've tried, I mean, I I don't, I don't really know what the best method is. And I don't know if, if anybody really does. We've always tried going off of word of mouth because it's been so, successful for us in bringing in new leads for jobs it just seems like everybody has all of the current employees i mean have already reached out to everybody they can think of in terms of someone who could be be a potential candidate we're pretty well covered on maintenance and kind of general labor but really trying to fill that leadership role of a hardscape foreman with good experience because i think there's a lot of a lot of potential to grow that portion of the company as well as um, kind of expand on our services with that. But it's one of those things that we've kind of had to put on the back burner. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, I mean, it's not that we shy away from those jobs. We, we do tons and tons of patio jobs. We shy away from some of the more intricate ones because I simply don't have the time to dedicate to be there every single day and ever see the project. Um, and Tristan has kind of taken that role of being the hardscape foreman, but then that takes him away from kind of overseeing other operations and helping out in getting material and making sure that the other crews are on track and having what they need. So really, I think that is the thing that we've been trying to fill the most. It was uh, spring of 19. We tried like an actual recruiting service, and they sent us a handful of leads and then they would uh, follow up and kind of do the, the back end side of stuff on their end as far as sifting through them and seeing who was truly a potential candidate. And they came back with, it was after probably three months, they came back with one potential guy. We, we ended up hiring him on and he, he really knew his stuff, but I don't think he had the, the confidence in himself to do everything by himself and really be the leader, which is what we were looking for. If I was on the job with him, you know, we worked well together and he would kind of know what to do next, but communicating that to the guys working below him, I think there was a little bit disconnect, which it wasn't really to our advantage, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. because the jobs just weren't getting done as fast as we wanted them to. And then you know, speed and, and everything always comes back to profit. So, we were trying to figure out how we could keep these guys moving 
quickly and still producing a you know high end product that we were trying to produce. And I think that I think that anybody that's having labor issues, it's it is trying to find more of those key people and people that want to stay on and grow and stick with the company kind of long term rather than just looking at it as, you know, two or three month gig and then moving on to something else. Yeah, I, I honestly can tell you, I know firsthand what you do is <laughs> really, really hard. So I, I do have a, a serious appreciation for 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 what you've created, and uh, Thank you. um, I, I, I really yeah. hope uh, some of this will bring some some traction to you uh, as far as filling that role. But um, we're hoping. <laughs> well, we, we tried the social media post about we're hiring. We've got magnets on our truck. That, bright green letters we're hiring <laughs> it's just you know the phone just doesn't ring for those those positions and I, i've talked to other local companies i know what a lot of them are paying for the same position and we're offering the same the same thing and you know i, I think we're a really fun company to work for we try to be serious but everyone really chips in to make sure that everyone is sharing the load of the job and it, it, I think, is a fun environment. Everyone typically is, is uh, in good spirits out on, out on our projects. So, you know, everyone has their bad days here and there. No one likes working in the rain, which we try to avoid. <laughs> Some days, the job just has to yeah, be not, not so easy in Ohio sometimes. Well, yeah. And the one great thing that we are good at right here, Jordan, is we, we, we love to network. We love to network for people. And um, so we will be um, spreading the word. But if you're a small business in the Columbus area or if you know of a small business that has overcome this very difficult year, please reach out to us. As Ed always says, when difficult times hit, it's important to have a plan. We build plans for our clients to help them avoid the anxiety of what comes next as just knowing what the next steps are. Jordan, real quick, would you fill us in on how people can reach out to you and um, whether it be with a great uh, employee in mind or if they want to reach out to you about um, doing their their lawn uh, landscaping and maintenance, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, probably our website is the easiest. Uh, well, it's, it's easy to use. It's not the easiest to say. It's <laughs> shoalscapes.com. So it's, I always spell it out, S-C-H. O-L-L-S-C-A-P-E-S, shoalscapes.com. Um, there's a contact form on there if anybody wants to request service. Um, there's an employee or employment application on there if anybody wants to fill out a, uh, a, an application for work. Uh, and then there's also breakdowns on there for positions that we have available, list of services, previous job photos, um, reviews from previous clients, pretty much everything you could need is on there. Awesome. Well, again, we are looking to support, learn, and grow from small businesses that made it through 2020. So if you know of a success story, please reach out to us. Or if you are a success story, we look forward to hearing from you at our phone number here at the office is 614-526-4118. Or you can reach us at info at egsifinancial.com. Or as Jordan just said through his website, our website is www.egsifinancial.com. Thank you so much, Jordan. Thanks, Thanks, Jordan. I appreciate it. Thank you both. Appreciate it. Have a good one. You too. Take care. Thanks. Bye. What was the last time you 
tested your fitness level, not your workout routine. I'm talking about your financial endurance because if saving to a 401k is the extent of your effort, it is time for you to start shaping up. And Ed Sedell is here to help you do that with the Retirement Trainer. It's his podcast to help you examine your financial stamina and learn the questions you should be asking and areas to focus on to help you get to that place you've been working so hard for, a happy, comfortable retirement. And it's not as hard as some might have made you believe. Ed's broken it down into five simple steps. It's the retirement fitness plan, which he personally created to help clarify key areas of your financial life. Learn more about the retirement fitness plan at egsifinancial.com. Then subscribe, follow, and listen to the retirement trainer on Apple Podcasts, your iHeart app, or whichever podcast platform you prefer. Investment advisory services offered through EGSI Investment Management, DBA EGSI Financial Group, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through EGSI Financial Services, Inc., Ohio license number 1020619. Thank you.